How's it going, Grandpa? Good. Uh, ain't anything new? No. Uh, so, can, can you put it on a video for a second, Grandpa? Um, just a second here. So, any 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 new thoughts? Uh, I was, I was gonna say, Grandpa, while you're putting it on uh on uh, Facetime. So you see me? Uh, I want you to check out this. Uh, can you see me, Grandpa? Yeah. I want you to check out this girl. Tell me what you think of this. Ready? Okay. Simple. Start with saying hi. My hello, my young friends. It's Lizzie, and I wanted to give you three steps on introducing your differences. When I was in school, I remember I would get really, really nervous whenever it was time to meet new kids. I was scared they weren't gonna like me or they were gonna be afraid of me because I didn't look like them. So here are a few ways that you can hopefully stop that fear for yourself. Here is step one on how- Any, any thoughts about Grandpa? No, I saw a, a, a talk she did on, um, on TED Talks. Yeah, what, what do you think? Interesting, interesting lady. Who, who who doesn't let her appearance get in the way of her mode of being in the world? Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on that? No. So so she you know she she's, you know it's it's very inspiring, right? Oh yes. Um. The thing is, like, so would you would you say in like the transpersonal perspective she's not her body or her quote unquote it's you don't even want to call it a disease right what is it just her appearance her physical appearance but why why is it that she has a physical appearance that that's not uh, the same as most people well why are some people seven foot tall and some of them six feet there's tall? variation right. Yeah. So that that's why it's kind of it's kind of not accurate to call call things diseases in my opinion a part of it you know when when you say that somebody has bipolar disorder well you're just on the other end of the spectrum of the of the bell curve yeah you know right yeah and but but all right but ready to introduce your difference go up to someone or if you're on Zoom pick a friend who you can talk to privately. Step one is to make eye contact. Now, I know that's not as simple as it is for everyone else. So if eye contact is something that is difficult for you, don't worry. That's absolutely okay. Step number two is something really simple. Start with saying, hi, my name is, and fill in the blank. My difference is, fill in the blank. So I would say, hi. Hey, does that give No. So you think that's a good, good way to go about it? Yeah. So, but, but, you know, I guess that, you know, that probably be more important for a child because, you know, for children, they, they ask those questions. But I remember like I was hanging out with my friend who didn't have an arm and I, and I was sure that he had people always asking him like, Hey, what happened to your arm and stuff like that. But I remember the whole time I hung out with him, I didn't ask him one time. And I felt like that he, that he kind of appreciated that, you know, and, and, and we, we, we had a good relationship with that because I, you know, I didn't want to call attention yep. to him, you know, to that. Yep. But. Yep. And eight thousand, yeah. eight thousand. No, that's good. That was a good response. Yeah. So, so, but like in in her case, um, is 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 that a right thing to do? You know, go up to hi. My name is, and my difference is, you know, should she bring it up? I, I guess you know she probably gets asked a lot. Like, what what do you have? But you know, maybe maybe she's found she's discerned that that's the most appropriate way to go about things with her, you know, with her condition within the within the context of the reality that we live in. Probably in a in, in a transpersonal reality, people won't even uh, pay attention. Right. See, that's a way of see that's the elephant in the room. It's a way of dis dismissing it as an irrelevancy. If you acknowledge that it's there and it's just fine. Um, you can go on about the business of, of, of not paying attention to it. Yeah, and I, I'm going to be honest. If, if, if you deny it, if you deny it or try to hide from it, it it's always going to be a factor in the conversation.
Oh, okay. Yeah. Any other? Sorry. A, a factor in the in in the event. Any other? No. I thought it was interesting. Uh, you know, there, there was this boy in uh, in India, and he had kind of like he had so, so, like four arms or something, and and people worshipped him as Ganesha because he kind of looked like Ganesha. Now, you know, oh, yeah. What, what do you think about that? Well, that that's the same thing as as being critical of it. Again, it's focusing on appearances. Yeah, but at least at least he got respect and stuff, right? People would kind of worship him, and and, and you know the, the kids would would look highly upon him because you know he's a, he's a divin he's divine. What, what do you think? Well, well, some people look highly on people who are seven foot tall. But you're saying that 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 could or, not be. Or, or on women who are very beautiful. Yeah. And it doesn't? Yeah, that's, that's paying, paying attention. And it's judging by appearances. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't? But, no. but for that kid, it was helpful because in India, you know, there was a lot of poverty and that's how he made money. People would give him money because of his quote-unquote divine nature, you know? They saw him as an avatar, so so he he could make money from people. But what do you think about that? I I mean, it, it'd be better than him probably being destitute because he, I don't know if he can work because of his handicap. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, he just he's making it an asset rather than a liability. Mm-hmm. Um. But still, it's call, if you think about it, yeah, those types of things, they do call attention to the self. But she's calling attention to the self, but in order so it doesn't become a distraction so she can transcend that. Because she's, she's aware of the, the way that society works in, in, a current, yeah. current, in a current time. Especially probably for kids. Yeah. But, uh, um, but it makes me think of that, that quote that you said, like, only the nose knows. Any thoughts on that? Jimmy Durante, yeah, yeah he, he had a very, very big and ugly, or no, unusual nose, and that's what made him famous, and he, he made it an asset rather than a liability. And it could be like a toothpick, right? Your, your, your uh, exaggerated aspect, you know, it could t- you could use it to take your mind off of yourself, like a toothpick. Makes me think like, you know, when I played basketball and I would think of myself having thick hair when I was younger, like maybe think I was black. And then maybe that's part of the reason why I played so good because I was not in my body, but thinking of this asset like Samson. And then that gave me extra power because I'm not thinking of myself. I'm thinking that I have this extra power from quote unquote being black. And that's a stereotype threat. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Using it as an asset rather than a liability. But, but yeah, so then I was thinking, yeah, I mean, you mentioned how, uh, like, beautiful women, it could call a lot of attention to her. And do you think that that beautiful women have, they don't develop as much because of that? Or, or it, it can almost make their life kind of like, it's a different type of life? You know, they don't read, re, they don't, yeah, it doesn't? Yeah, it certainly can be a distraction, a liability rather than an asset. Yeah, well, they don't they don't experience reality the same as other people. I mean, but the same thing with me. When I was younger, I had girls. I'm not making this up, Grandpa. Girls would be staring me down. I had actually literally fan clubs. I'd be walking and, and yeah. get, drooling. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think that that really affected me that much. But, you know, people would say it's different for a man and a woman. Because, you know, for me, I, I'm still a man. I have to – I'm still doing my basketball. I'm still doing that stuff. But for a woman – in our culture, the women's just expected to just look good and, and find a man. So the woman might be more inclined to, to just rest on her beauty. Yeah. Do you think that's yeah, true? Yeah, that's or? probably true. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. 
but but still, uh, you know, I I know that there's I was listening to Duncan Trussell and he was saying that 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 you see that a lot with, uh, you know, good looking men and good looking women they never develop a good personality, or this is what he was saying. Obviously, that's a, that's a uh, generalization, but any thoughts on that? It certainly can become a, a liability, yes. Or he says that they're usually not as funny either because, you know, if you're ugly, then you have to compensate by being funny so people will like you. But if you're better looking, then people like you more regardless. Any thoughts on that? No, I'm sure that's true. Do you think it's true that women tend to, tend to not be as funny maybe because of that aspect that in our culture men have to prove themselves? more and then women are just you know give we have things given to them more so they don't have to develop their intelligence uh funniness type of thing or or do you think that's not even true that women are funny but i mean there's that stereotype in the comedy that women aren't funny. any thoughts on that no 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 particular thoughts about that all right well let's let's continue with what she's saying right That's about that girl. I, I didn't quite understand what she said. She said she doesn't like it when people whisper about her and point at her, and you, you, and you tell them your likes and your dislikes. I like it when so and so, but I don't like it when people whisper. Do you think that that's appropriate to do that, or what do you think? Any thoughts? Well, yeah, she probably feels uncomfortable when they think of her as her body. Yeah, I would do that too. Yeah, but the, but the thing is, you know, I, for I can see beyond. I don't look at her through the superficial. You know what I mean? I'm not. Yeah. What about you? Any thoughts on it? Oh, I don't. I mean, I mean, but but do, do I mean? Obviously, some people do, but I mean, why is it that some people will, uh, you know, point and stuff? Are they just not aware? Are they just rude? Is it because they, they feel insecure, so they want to put another person down to make themselves feel higher, or what's what's the what's the motivation behind the the rude behavior? Or all of the above yeah. it could be any number of things. Yeah. Some some people are just really caught up in themselves, but but what 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 is it about me that made me, you know, have have a demeanor that is more compassionate? know um you had more of a sense of being mutual participants i don't know right. i think we're more like that as as children if we grow up in a family that that spends a lot of time passing judgment and superior and inferior and inside or outside or thinking then you would be less inclined to be that way but there wasn't a whole lot of that thinking in your family, probably. Yeah. All right. Make eye contact with them if you can. Introduce yourself. Hi, my name is. Introduce your difference. My differences are. Let them know what that is. And lastly, what you like and what you don't like. I like it when, and I don't like it when. Hopefully, these tips help. Don't forget, being different is absolutely something you should be very, very proud of. Being unique is so, so cool. So good luck. I hope this helps, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye! Any thoughts on that, Kevin? Again, I'm having a little trouble hearing exactly what she's saying. Why? Because of the speaker? Yeah. You put your if you put your computer different, what it what, what are, all right, but uh, no. but uh, any, any other thoughts? On that? What did she What did she say? She said, uh, "Say your name, say your difference, and then say your likes and your dislikes." You didn't hear any of that? Oh yeah, well yeah, I heard it, but it wasn't clear. Yeah, now I understand what she was saying. Yeah, again, that's 
that's a way of addressing the elephant in the room so it no longer um, become it's, it's, it's no longer a part of the event Yeah, it doesn't. It's like it's like if you'd be in a setting and suddenly you pass the gas, a noi noisy gasser, and if you pretend like it didn't happen, then it, it'll occupy the attention for a long time. But if you say, "Oops, I'm sorry," or whatever, apologize, then it can be set aside and move on. Do you think that that it would be more difficult for someone like her to to transcend the ego body, or, you know, transcend the body of the self, or do you think that it'd be more difficult for for someone like that? Or it depends. Well, again, it depends upon the individual. I don't. It would be more necessary. Because I was thinking that it, you know, that it, it could be a catalyst. Doesn't necessarily. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily result in that but it would cert certainly be uh, a motivating factor All right. but I would imagine she got some coaching alright so, so li listen to this guy speak grandpa and tell me what you think of it ready System from that, which means you're going to get sick more because beta people get sick more, and you're not going to be able to think because your mind will be put in a derp state. So, any kind of entrepreneurial spirit that you have, any kind of genius that you have, is going to be stifled because, again, it's trying to save you from moving up in status because you're not sure if you move up in status what will happen to you. So, if I'm going to help any of you with business or public speaking or social media, we've got to get over that status anxiety, we've got to get you over that fear of winning, we've got to get you past that quickly. Because otherwise, you're in a state of fear. And no matter what I show you, I could do your sales ad for you. I could do your social media for you. I could hold you by your hand, walk you past all the BS and take you there. Not only will you fail, but then after I get you to succeed, you know what you'll do? You'll get mad at me and you'll goof it up. I know because I've done it for people. They will goof it up. You'll hey, does that give Yeah, well, see, when you're, when you're locked into... Winning and losing, that means you're locked into superior or inferior, good guy or bad guy. You're into judgmentalism, and that, that's a, a tremendous distraction. Uh-huh. Yeah, does it? All right, we'll, we'll keep, I'll keep going, right? See, if people get too much success too quickly and they don't feel ready, they'll start taking hard drugs, they'll start getting petty about nonsense, and last thing, and here's the biggest one, Everything is opportunity cost. It's all opportunity cost. When somebody's afraid that their status is moving up, you will see them begin to focus off goal. So if there's this awesome goal that you see, focus on they what? will start focusing on who talked in. Focus off goal. Oh. Any thoughts so far? No. Come off whenever you have something to say. Or the parking ticket or all this other stuff. That, and here's the key. It is real. It's not fake. It's real stuff they're focusing on. It's real. That's the that, That's why it's so seductive. It like, that person did say the thing. It is real. But what happens is that it distracts you from the larger goal. People gravitate to chaos. We gravitate to that which will feed our negativity. If we are carrying low vibration energy, we will gravitate to situations that feed our low vibration energy. Do you remember I said at the start of the seminar that the best theory that I have for why people have... It does, I yeah, I don't know what low low vibration energy is. Yeah, what does that mean? Sure, yeah. To, yeah, I don't know. See, to me, it's, it's just simply uh, he's talking about phenomena that occur in the context of superior inferior thinking. Yeah, how come? Well, that's just what it sounds like. Well, what, just, what is what is it? these are the kind these are the kinds of things that occur. When you're, when the atmosphere is predominantly 
superior inferior thinking yeah but but what's interesting is the title of this is are you scared of winning the best theory that yeah. i have for why people act like this and it doesn't no all right but all right, but you see, he says, you know, people will focus on their traffic ticket and they'll focus on the chaos and stuff. Any thoughts on that? No. Right. Like this is maybe we're reincarnated and we're to experience pain. Do you know that the Do you know what the real purpose of a romantic relationship is? Not the one they tell you in the Hallmark card. Do you want to actually know who we're usually attracted to? We're typically attracted to people that will traumatize us. And you want to know why that is? In theory, if you believe in spiritual growth, which you may or may not, but if you did, here's the theory of why. Could be true, could be not true. I don't know. The theory. What do you think about that, Gibbon? Yeah, I, I don't know where he gets that idea. Or I don't know what his theory is, why we're attracted to that. All right, Ray. Is this. If you're being reincarnated and you have karma to work off, you're going to be attracted to things that will let you experience pain and go through lessons so that you can grow. And so we'll be attracted specifically to the people that will traumatize us so that we can – there's two reasons. One, so we can burn off bad karma. But number two, because when they push us through that trauma, then what happens is that we're forced to heal it. So that trauma that we get forces us to heal it. How many times have you guys had a partner who traumatized you? Hey, that's like To me, that's trying to find some cause. Yeah. I, I, all I want to say is I think that he himself is trapped in superior, inferior, dualistic, interpersonal consciousness. He's calling a lot of attention to his to his uh, ego. But any thoughts of that? Yeah. I'm not going to get into it too yeah, much, but very but, like. But but ready? Let's continue. Security. Like you went into thinking it was going to be so awesome. They hit you on your worst insecurity. And then, funny enough, when all of a sudden done, you actually had to heal it. You actually had to heal that insecurity. I have seen consistently that my greatest fears always come true. Like, you know, they say whatever you resist persists. The thing that is interesting, though, because remember, but yeah, you're, any thoughts on it? No. Your greatest Go fears ahead. come true. Remember, my, my greatest fear was not getting the basketball DVDs and getting hurt so I couldn't get back into basketball and rap. That was my, you know, I want to get the basketball DVDs. And then look what I did. I, you know, because of my trying to make it happen, I screwed it, screwed stuff up. Because I was so obsessed with it. And I tried to manipulate things in such a way that it actually, everything backfired. And I ended up getting, you know, shot, almost killed. You know what I mean? Any thoughts of that? So, so, so that's a good point. You know, things are going to be fine. You know, to kind of let go of trying to make it happen so much. Right. The best thing that you could do if you want to stay together, especially if you have kids together, because now you can mix enough kids into it at some point, is what you got to do is you got to say, you know what? We're probably drawn to each other, A, because we have a lot in common or these cool things about each other like that are super cool, and that's great. But B, probably because we're going to trigger each other, and what we should do is we should make a decision together to mutually heal those ways that we trigger each other rather than get after each other. We should actually learn how to communicate and we should work through this together when we do that. Because it's not like you're going to be doing that all the time. It's just going to kind of come up from time to time. But I've certainly seen it. I have certainly, certainly seen it. And it's been a powerful experience. It's amazing. That's why people say, whatever, you know, those bad things you go through is what makes you who you are. Most people that have been through bad stuff, they don't regret it. You can get bitter or better. Say it with me. You can get bitter or better. So you either are on the path of spiritual growth or you're on the path of going more into the physical. Someone who's... It does, Agamemnon. Well, yeah, that's true. But you don't, you, don't, you don't have to go through that, through the troubles if, you, if you're in the transpersonal. I didn't have to go through that. But at the same time, I think I, I wanted to because I wasn't ready to get the quadrant stuff out back then. I wanted to go off the grid for a minute. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying I, I really did go crazy. I, I really did get caught up in dualistic consciousness, very trapped in the ego. But really, when I think about it, I think my higher self wanted that to happen. But any thoughts on that? Yeah, 
is very possible. They're now victimized and the trauma densifies and they go further away from God. Or you get better and you move more towards the source. So in a great way, a lot of these traumas that you experience, they're designed to make you more grounded, more present to the moment, and closer to the source. And we're going to do a lot of energy work here this weekend, so we'll get... Hey, that's not No. You think that's true that the trauma brings you closer? Hmm? Well, see, to me, this is all trying to figure out cause and effect mm -hmm. and rational explanations for why things happen. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it, it's you know, it, it never is accurate. You know what I mean? Right. Any any rational explanation, even like genetic Darwinism or Darwinian evolution or, or the, you know, or, or the creationism, none of it, no rational explanation. What do you think about that, Kevin? Right. Yeah, I, I, I think that's accurate. Um, I think the quadrimal is very transrational. But, uh, but yeah, does it? Yeah, it's, it's very non-personal. Yeah. It has nothing to do with interpersonal stuff. Yeah. So, so the thing about, um, about this guy is he, he, uh, he's saying like, um, yeah, there, there, there's a, there's a woman outside. She's always, she's always, uh. I think she has a mental illness she's always screaming you know but uh okay never mind all right so so we have this guy uh he's uh okay but, but anyways yeah so so well, there's another thing in like in Jungian stuff that a lot of the Jungians talk about. They talk about like doing shadow work. So that's like working with your shadow, working with the dark things, the trauma, you know, your dark side and stuff. And then you also have to work with your light side. You, what do you think about that, Grandpa? I, I just don't know what that means, working with your... Yeah, what are you saying, Kevin? I'd say I don't, I don't know what they mean by that. Yeah, so this guy's saying that, like, you know, the trauma can bring you closer to the source. Do you think that that's true? I mean, some people say that some people have experienced trauma and then maybe they get closer to God. You know, maybe even like a near-death experience. Any thoughts on that? Well, see, it can be an invitation to wrestle with Shirley. Or it can be an invitation to make up a story yeah yeah and i think in a lot of cases it's a story like like i know i know like alex jones apparently he says he hit his head really hard and, and joe rogan was trying to say oh maybe that's why you're such a genius but alex jones is not he's more very he's very caught up in the ego you know what i mean yeah so i think in a lot of cases that the trauma sure. gets people sure. very absorbed and maybe in the ego um, it doesn't have to, but in a lot of cases it does. Any thoughts on that? Yes. Yes. Um, and then they might think that they're geniuses because they have all these, you know, schizo ideas that are, that, you know, all these rational cause and effect, uh, conspiracy theories that they come up with and they think that they're a genius now, but that, you know, they're, they're even more caught up within themselves. Right. Or think, or think that God told me. Yeah. But at the same time, we don't want to. We don't want to deny it. It's possible some of these people do have God telling them. How do we know? Yeah, yeah, it's certainly possible. Oh. You can tell them by their fruit. And even even that though, we don't want to judge. But anyone does that? No. Then we're gonna do a lot of energy work here this weekend, so we'll get to that. Now, getting into our communication skills, we talked about again collaborative frame versus competitive frame we talked about congruence versus expansive energy and we got you guys to use an accordion and to make things more descriptive so that's a good first exercise now what i'm doing when i'm public speaking i'm going to be teaching you more about public speaking tonight is i'm also doing it where i'm letting it come to me so say the word let it come to me now this is a very very powerful thing because the more that you're present the less powerful that you're going to be 
you've got to go away. Say, I've got to go away. Okay? So Owen's not here right now. And the, okay? That's good. Okay? The extent to which I'm here is the extent to which I... The more that I go away, like Owen's just playing video games now or something, the better this event's going to be. And the less that I'm here... It doesn't? I think he's trying to talk about the flow, you know, he's trying to not be there so he could just get into the zone, you know, so and that then the, it'll have be a better event. What do you think about that? Is that what he's trying to get at? Yeah, that, that could be. You're going to have a much better time. I have to go away. I have to let it come to me. That means that you're tapping into a very, very deep part of your potential and a very, very deep part of your instincts. So the way that I'm able to do this, like I said yesterday, is that remember when we let go, what do we do? We either, when we ultimately let go, either we have an orgasm, right, when you ultimately let go, or we have a dream, right? So powerful things happen when we let go. So one of the ideas that I left... It does, I give No. You think that's true? You have an orgasm or a dream when you let go? Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a certain letting go when that happened, I guess. Even in orgasm? Yeah, I think that's about enough of this guy. He's not saying anything new. I mean, I'm not learning anything new. I think we've discerned the basic meaning of his mode of being. Yeah, so I think I think that one of his mode of being was he was, he was trying to judge. He was trying to blame the victim, like talk about looking down on people like, okay, the reason why you're not successful is because you're, you don't have high enough vibration and, and you don't want it. And that's in some cases that might be true. Right. But in other yeah. cases that can, the way but that that's he's, a, huh? yeah, that's a cause and effect thinking. But, but yeah, in some ways it, a lot of times it could be judgmental to talk like that. Right. Yep. Um, Usually is when you're cause and effect. Uh, um, and, he, and he's saying that, like, okay, the reason why you get in traumatic relationships because you want to burn off bad karma. Again, that could be a way for people to, to ba blame the victim. Oh, the reason why you got beat up and why you got raped and stuff, it's because you want to burn off karma and because you want that, you know, and it's because you're reincarnation. You know, there might be truth to it, but at the same time, any thoughts of that? Yeah, well, yeah, sometimes rational explanations are accurate, hmm. but so what? Yeah, does that really change anything? But what we can change is we can change our mode of being, right? And, and yeah, this... and, and yeah. Huh. Uh, anything else you want to say? No. All right, so so you know you're not you're not too impressed with that. No. So what, what, what do you think it means though? You know, somebody, people talk about it a lot, you know, raise your vibration. Any thoughts of that? Well, to, to me, that, to me, that's just another way of saying, raise, raise your level of aliveness. Uh -huh. Yeah. And also get out of yourself. If you're, if you're. Yeah. Yeah. Um, be free of. of don't, don't carry around such. Don't carry around such a load in your in your ego colostomy bag, or, or or your identity. Don't 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 be focused so much on your identity, and and carry more of a of a compassionate oneness consciousness, or even even have yep. more more of an awareness of your your mode of being, and and your any thoughts on that? Yeah. <clears throat> so so here's here's David uh, Goggins again, ready, right, Grandpa? He says, he yeah. says, believe it or not, we are all born unique and special. Um, we all have gifts that are special to us. The issue is those gifts aren't put in front of you. It's up to us to find them. Therein lies the problem. Any thoughts on that? Hey, that's good. We need to discover our, our assets and our liabilities, mm -hmm. our strengths and our weaknesses. Yeah, that's it. So, so he says, so we have, we have strengths and we have, we have weaknesses, but the, but the idea with the flow is, yeah, you, you work on your strengths, you work on your weaknesses, and maybe some women tend to have more strengths and weaknesses that are different than some men, but not always. 
but regardless, if you're in the flow, you 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 just really leverage your your assets regardless of what they are, right? Yeah. So how does that work? Any any thoughts there? No. So it says it says we as people are hooked on the quick fix. We look at for the easiest and fastest solution. And when go uh, when the going gets tough, we just think it's not meant to be. Therefore, we quit and move on to the next thing. Your talent just might be hiding in the very thing that you quit. When I was 16, I would go running with my aunt. She ran six miles every day, and every day I would only make it three miles before I had to start walking. Every day I would watch her body get further in in the distance as I walked the next three miles. All I could think was, "Fuck this running." While I still any thoughts? Huh? No. Well, I while I still hate running and still say f this s f this s word literally every day I run. What I figured out as my aunt would leave me every day was to just show up every day and see what happens. I slowly stopped getting upset and sh as she left me and only focused on trying to run a few minutes longer before I had to stop. When s word gets tough in life, don't be wasteful. Sometimes all you need to do is chip away at the rough edges. Once the rough edges have been smoothed out, you will just you will see just how special and unique you are. Don't waste s word. Any thoughts on that? Well, it's a pretty good um, form of discipline, effective form of discipline. All right, so this isn't talking, buddy. Hold that toothpaste out. This morning, my girl gets up. And she used the toothpaste. She throws it out. I go in the bathroom and use the toothpaste. Ask her where it's at. She's up this trash can. I go in there and get it. Flat it out. Start rolling it up real tight. Show her. You got no reek of fucking toothpaste in this motherfucker. I don't waste shit. The bread, I use the heels. With the peanut butter, I cut that motherfucker. And get all that shit out. Someone asked him one time, what's your biggest fear? Any thoughts of that, Kevin? No, it's, again, it's kind of hard for me to, to hear exactly what he's saying. Did you hear any of it? Well, I, I, I eat the heel of the bread. Um, yeah, he, he, said, he, know, says, I, he says his I, girlfriend his girlfriend got the, to, the toothpaste... You know, and, and she threw it out when there was still stuff left in it. He says that when he gets a peanut butter, he doesn't waste any of it. He cuts to open the peanut butter. He says he doesn't waste S word. Any thoughts of that? No. Is he trying to say he's superior? Yeah, you think that he's in, in a little bit of a superior orientation, trying to be the top dog a little bit? Sounds like it. it, it a little bit judgmental too, huh? Kind of put putting putting the girl down, putting himself up, but that's to be expected, you know, coming from his, his situation, you know, being beat up as a, you know, as a kid and stuff, and, and growing up in, in the ghetto, being told you're black. He also probably holds onto his identity as black, and he and he tries to fulfill stereotypes because he because he sees himself that yes. way. I know that happened to me when I would see myself as quote unquote black or Jewish or whatever, you know. You 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 fulfill your stereotypes yeah. if you hold onto an ego identity an identity. Any thoughts on that? Do you think that's what's going on here? Well, it sounds like it. But at the same time, it, it's... Again, it's it sounds like... Oh. Just superior, inferior thinking. But at the same time, okay, he's motivating you. Don't waste anything, okay? Yeah, you can do that. But is it helpful the way that he's going about it? In the, in the judgmental tone. Well, you can... He can uh, solicit agreement and disagreement that way. And also, he, he's kind of, you know, he, he would solicit agreement, especially from people, the macho men. You know, the, 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 yeah, we're right. Yeah, we're right. You're right. The people with that software. Yeah, look at this guy. He's tough. He's a, yep. he's a bad mother, just like me. Uh, you know, go, go the South, you know, the, the Confederacy, you know. Sounds like Trump. Yeah. All right. Fucking die, that 300 pound man. Never knowing I can be who I am today. A lot of us are wasteful, but we're wasteful who we are in life. 
It's important to train that motherfucker. Pull that toothpaste out and get all you can out of yourself. Stay hard. It doesn't? So he said, you know, they, they, so, I mean, there's something valuable to that. Yeah. Get, put everything into it. Take it, you know, put all that toothpaste out, you know, it's, it's motivation. That's what he's doing. He's, he's being motivated. He's trying to motivate, but at the same time, yeah. what do you think? Any thoughts? <clears throat> you know, the, 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 when he, yeah, when he's, he's, huh? he, he, he's certainly, uh, advocating a high level of aliveness and, and persistence determination mm -hmm. and that, that can motivate someone that can get someone out of a malaise right yeah but it is but it's cussing and stuff it could be a little bit off-putting and it can it, it's a little bit judgmental and, and a little bit calling attention and, and, and we know that the flow you, you when, when I was playing basketball on the flow I didn't need somebody to be like okay get out of there I just automatically had that internal desire to do it and it was just free yep. and, and and I was so good because I wasn't thinking yep. you know and, and somebody who yeah. needs to be motivated like that, it's he's not necessarily in the flow. Right, exactly. Is is it is this helpful or not? Well, for somebody that's that's settling for something less, it could be helpful. Could be a useful discipline. Any other so so it's it's, it, it's exposure to a higher level of aliveness. Yeah, and, but so we have to we have to commend Goggins for you know he he's come up out of the the gutter and everything, but he still maybe he has a level to tran he can transcend this mode of being. Would you say so? Yep. Yep. And he, but but the, but the sad thing is that a lot of people they, they look at like a, a black person and they. And they're like by the quote unquote black people rap music where they're talking about, you know, uh, and I use black people cause it's not, there's no such thing, but they're talking about, okay, let's, let's, ha you know, have sex with all these women and, you know, beat up people and kill people and stuff. But that's what sells because it's confirming the status quo. And these people, they grow up in the ghetto. They yep. grow up. Any thoughts of that? And they grow up in the ghetto and, and they, they hold on to their identities. Okay, I'm black. And then a part of it is their anger. Oh, I want to be superior. Oh, I want the Bentley. I want to get the chains. You know, I, I want to get all the girls. And, and it's it's to compensate for their, their feeling of inferiority, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's not helping the situation. But you, you can't expect anything right. more of it with, with, without their exposure to the higher consciousness, right? Exactly. Would you say that the a reason why you know people say oh, oh they think black people are dumb that's why that's why like uh, Soldier Boy has all the chains and all the gold and everything it's not because of that it's because well why why do they act ostentatious what, what, what would you say Grandpa? Well again that's a a strategy for effecting the illusion of superiority when you're thinking you're inferior. Yeah, and if if you grow up like like you said, you grew up poor, and now you want you wanted to have a good car and stuff to compensate for it. You, you feel like you, you grow up and you're dirty, and and people look down upon you. Now you want to, you know, make up for that. And and, and people would say, no, it's because they're genetically like that, but that's not the case. It's it's when you grow up in in your culture that disparages you. Now you 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 react in that ostentatious manner, especially if you make it. And the sad thing is a lot of these guys make it through rap music, which is actually just perpetuate. It's they, they make money because they're perpetuating the status quo. They're acting in a, in yeah. a, in a manner that's not befitting, you know? Yeah. So what do you think grandpa? Should there be some censorship? I mean, if I was in, if I was in power, I think I would censor the music to, to make sure that this, that this, cause it is, to, to break that apart, you know, sometimes, sometimes, uh, concessions are appropriate, right? Any thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, it's like outlawing slavery. See, that didn't solve the problem, but it was a step toward, um, that was a con concessionary con concession step. 
predator prey consciousness. And and another thing that I would do it, is so to censor so to censor the music could be a step in the right direction. But, but it's, it's not yeah. It also could it, it could also result in other problems like uh, like prohibition did. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it, but you see, it's not changing the software, so you have to you have to make concessions, appropriate concessions, not too not too drastic. You know, you don't stop rap music altogether, but you make sure that that rap music that is more uh, that that's using more poetic language, as opposed to yeah, you know, because you got you got to protect people from their immaturity. And then yep. and, and then also, I'm I'm also thinking like you know football. Football and basketball. Stop the whole football thing. All the the brain damage and stuff. It, it's again, it, our society, our culture designates puts all the a lot of the quote unquote black people in this in these situations. Now they're getting brain damage. They're getting hurt. Even any 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 thoughts of that? So you you want to evolve and develop higher levels of, of participation and higher maybe even higher levels of sport and just complete completely. You know, once the 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 consciousness of the society shifts, now you re. Now, now there's an organic uh, adaptation of the society. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, that sounds pretty good. You know, because because it, the way I see it is football, it's all about violence. It's all about people dominating each other, hurting each other, top dog, yeah. underdog. And that's yeah. fulfilling the, the status quo of the society that has designated black people as slaves, as violent, as stuff like that in order to justify mistreatment and and we're seeing this projected are the consciousness of this projected and reinforcing this dynamic and it doesn't yeah no that's good so and, and i see the same thing with basketball where, where, where they use the terminology he shoots the ball okay what is shooting that's a violent act oh he, he penetrated the lane oh he just uh oh he just jammed it all very violent language and what is it being mostly attributed to? To these quote-unquote black players, which we know black isn't a real thing. How could... How, yeah, it's all, an ex, it's all an expression of top-dogging, underdogging thinking. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that in, in the high level of liveness and stuff. But can, we, we, we can also shift. Once consciousness shifts, we can shift. Develop... Sports in in, in maybe yeah, a different type of manner. Like, yeah, like uh, uh, Barkley did at the spitting incident. Yeah. So we don't have to get rid of these sports altogether, but it's important to raise the consciousness of society and see what evolves from that. And one one thing that I that I hope would be, especially with the NFL and stuff, that that we see transformations and transmutations. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, that's good. All right. Uh, to tell me, tell me what you think of this. Ready from Alexander Alexander Ocasio Cortez. Ready. So so it says AOC calls out billionaires at MLK Day event. She says, uh, she says, no one ever makes a billion dollars. You take a billion dollars. AOC pulled no punches when discussing income inequality, capitalism, and the ultra wealthy's grip on the power in the USA. That's on. This was posted by Now This Politics. What do you think about that, Greta? Well, I don't know that that would be accurate to say no one ever does. Mm -hmm. But in our current economic system, um, it's the system that makes a million dollars. Yep. We have, we have a system that that awards those who are in the system rather than those who are making a contribution. Wait, wait, wait. Could, could you repeat that, Grandpa? From the beginning? What did you say? I'd say... We have an econ economic system that awards those who are uh, participants in the system yeah. rather than awarding those who make a significant contribution to an upgrading of 
their world, the world in which they live, their domain. Yeah, so, so Nassim Talib, interestingly, kind of talks about this where he says that, you know, in society, a lot of times it's the people who, who are the greatest heroes who get no acclaim. So he says it's the person who who made the adjustments to the plane system before the, the terrorist attack. He's the person who made the biggest contribution to society, but nobody ever, hear, ever hears about him because because no plane attack ever happened because of him. So it's a lot of these guys who are the biggest heroes in society. No, they go throughout their whole life and no one ever knows about it. That people don't know that that if that guy didn't make that adjustment to the plane system, then maybe there would have been a huge attack, and and you know thousands of people could have died. But because he made that that adjustment, thousands of people didn't die. But but he he moves on throughout the rest of his life not seen as a hero, but he actually is a hero. And and, and that happens with a lot of people in the world. The biggest heroes, a lot of them, they get no uh, any thoughts, no adulation. Yeah, well, you're a hero whether you get uh, adulation or acknowledgement or not. Hmm. Getting acknowledged as a hero doesn't make you a hero. Well, I mean, yeah, he's not—he's not making a billion dollars, you know, but he's a hero. Yeah. But okay, so so, but anyways, he's he's being he's being rewarded in some form. Hmm. May not be monetarily. So you're saying like in the afterlife or whatever, or in his transcendence of his self? No, no, in this life. Hmm. How life so? Life just goes better. He's happier. Hmm. He's happier. He's, he's, he, he just more, more at peace with himself and with his world. What about uh, Job? That's it. What about Job? I mean, Job, Job, Job. Got pretty screwed up in in this life, even though he was a quote unquote good guy, right? Or what? Any thoughts in the story? Well, see, that misses the point of that whole story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a matter whether or not he was a good guy, or any, that was all an attempt to come up with a rational cause and effect explanation. Yeah, and it doesn't. No. So, but I was I was thinking though. Yeah, so so there's a lot of people who who make billion dollars out of entertainment and things that aren't aren't upgrading people's consciousness, aren't actually producing more happiness slash the flow, right? And and, and that actually might be yeah, it's like it's like it's like uh, this guy that just got the highest contract in NBA history, forty. Almost fifty billion dollars, fifty million dollars a year, for five years. Mm-hmm. So, and you're saying that that's not necessarily much of a contribution to society. Well, see, he he's a participant in that system, and in that whole industry of presenting non-essentials selling non-essentials selling entertainment so that's not necessarily a great contribution and does that does that amount of money given anybody does that help him does that help anybody I can't imagine I can't imagine how 50 million dollars would help you more than than a quarter million dollars a year there's this idea more, more money, more problems too, right? That's what the rappers say, right? Yeah. But yeah. But, but okay, let's listen to what oh, oh, Cortez says. No one ever makes a billion dollars. Mm. You take a billion dollars. It doesn't. No. See, that could be judgmental though, because we know that some people do actually are in the flow and they, they contribute to society and they can make a billion dollars. So we don't want to judge everybody. But we also know that's that right because there, there are always um, retired athletes who made millions and millions of dollars who make then very significant contributions uh, both during and after their career. Yeah, and, and the thing is we don't want to judge people because that's still calling attention to the, to the self, ego self, and that's the problem in the first place. 
Do you think she's being judgmental or do you think that she's being discerning? Well, it could be either one. Let's see. First of all, it's like we have to update, what is it, Mark Twain that says, you know, everyone's just a temporarily embarrassed millionaire. Now everyone's a temporarily embarrassed billionaire. Um, and... What do you think about that guy? But everyone's a temporarily embarrassed billionaire. A temporary what? Temporarily embarrassed billionaire. <laughs> I'm not sure what. That's you what Mark mean Twain said. That. He said in America, everyone's a temporarily embarrassed millionaire. Everyone, every he said, everyone thinks that they're just a temporarily embarrassed millionaire. Everyone thinks they're going to make a million dollars, but they're just at this moment temporarily embarrassed. Any thoughts of that? sounds like a gross generalization that I don't know how you could support that. Yeah, I, get, I think it's just a joke probably, but, right, right, but yeah. And this idea that the, you know, that, that we can't, and also in a democracy, the government is us. Like, can we just remember that? That when, when we fight for full enfranchisement, when we don't deny the vote, when we don't have subjects, when we fight for a democracy for the people and by the people, the government is the public. And the public decides what is good for itself. And I think that the public... What do you think about that, Kevin? Well, see, that's assuming that either the president or the monarch, the king, or the pope, or the public decides what's good See, which is better? What do you think? Which is? Maybe nobody can decide what's good. You can only discern. So you're saying you got to get in the flow or what? Yeah. So how do you do that? You know? To, to, know, to know or be aware of what's good. Sometimes it's a king that knows the best. Sometimes it's the public. Sometimes it, it, it's there's no formula, right? Right. And see, there were times when the king, the king knew the best, or, or the, the judge. prophets knew the best, or the pope knew the best. Can, can you explain or the, the state, the, like in, like in Greece, the the state knew the best these are all different orders we depend on and they get, keeps changing mm. well, can, can you explain that idea of the, the judges and the kapunas grandpa well see that's the reason why when you don't know what's good for your community you need to find the wisest person around the shaman the prophet, the priest, the judges. That's how the, that's how society evolved. They, they relied on the wisest among us as a uh, compensation for a working process until we can all develop the capacity for wiseness, wisdom. Yeah, that's it. Has decided that healthcare as a right is worth fighting for, just like education and just like housing. But the problem is all of where the power has already been concentrated, and that having to break that monopoly on power or oligopoly on power. I just want to drill down that a little bit more. Why? It does, I give No. So, what do you think about that healthcare? Any thoughts? I'm not sure what you're asking. So, you know, so, so some so the the conservatives they say you know healthcare, uh, universal healthcare is not good because it's just going to decrease the quality of of uh, doctors. It's going to decrease the quality of, of healthcare, and it's going to actually just harm everybody even more. But then there's people who say no, we should all have you know universal healthcare, or should there just be degrees of that? And again, is there any formula? Any thoughts? Well, it's, it's clear to me that that. Uh, 
we're evolving to the point where we will have universal health care. Um, but, uh, you know, we're not yet ready for that. See, I really think that we're, we're evolving to the point where we'll have universal um, health care, education, um, and food, clothing, and shelter for everyone. I think society is moving in that direction. I don't know that we'll ever get there, but it's clear that we're moving in that direction. Give me a buzzer. No, that's about enough. We're just running out of time for tonight. Okay, can we just finish what uh, Cortez is saying real quick? Okay. I'm Joe Billionaire. I made widgets. I sold those widgets. I made billions of dollars, you know, selling those widgets, making those widgets. Therefore, those billions of dollars are mine. Why am I the enemy of health? Well, you didn't make those widgets, did you? Because you employed thousands of people and paid them less than a living wage to make those widgets for you. You didn't make those widgets. What do you think about that, Grandma? Well, see, see, she's like Bernie Sanders. They're, they're thinking a little bit ahead of the times, a little bit beyond where the general public is ready to understand that. So do you, do you think that she's right, though? Yeah. You sat on a couch while thousands of people were paid modern-day slave wages, and in some cases, real slave, real modern-day slavery, uh, depending on where you are in, our, in, in terms of food production. Um, you made that money off, off the backs of undocumented people. You made that money off of the backs of um, black and brown people being paid off a living wage, under a living wage. You, you made that money off of the backs of single mothers. And all of these people who are literally dying because they can't afford to live. And so no one ever makes a billion dollars. You take a billion dollars. Yeah, I totally concur with that. That's pretty. That's pretty uh, interesting, huh? Yeah. Well, she's she, she saying yeah. So, so, I mean, but, but in order to get to this level where a society can accept that, there needs to be a real transformation of oneness consciousness, transpersonal consciousness. Absolutely. That we live in. Life in capitalism always ends in billionaires. If you don't do it, someone else will. It's who decides to make that choice is kind of just up to, you know, circumstance. But this thing that we live in starves people and uh, that's why we have to fight for an advanced society and you know for that I am called a radical I am called this every name in the book um, but I just happen to have the view that humanity has lived in many systems and many ways that we've organized our society we have lived through monarchy we have lived through slavocracy we have lived, you know, in the times and societies that our ancestors established and were um, decimated. But all of this is temporary. Mercantilism is temporary. Slaveocracy evolved into Jim Crow, evolved into American apartheid. But I, I believe that mercantilism was temporary. And King talked about this too. You know, when we talk about King, no one talks about the dangerous King. No one talks about the anti-capitalist King. No one talks about the anti-poverty king. Um, and I believe that where we are right now are at the edges of an untenable system that is starting to crack. Yeah, see, she, she understands that all of these things were concessions to a working process and they fulfilled a function and they became uh, um, outmoded. They became irrelevant and it was replaced by Another, it's all a part of the evolution but, of the fact that that we've we've earned a living, we've earned the right to a comfortable standing or a standard of living for every living human being. It's just that we haven't uh, evolved the 
the economic and political and social system that will allow that to occur. Yeah, but, but she made a good point too that, I mean, it evolved into Jim Crow and it evolved into that. Was it really a progression or was it just the same thing transmuting because because the consciousness remained the same where people still think there's black people, still think there's white people are still in that uh, lower level of education consciousness? Yeah, yeah. These were only steps in the right direction. They certainly weren't the solution. Any other thoughts on No. Alright. Okay. That's that's good good stuff. She's a she's a very enlightened lady. Yeah. Alright. All right, thank Later. you.